I have the pleasure of being uh, joined today by Charlie Griffiths of Haken. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Good. good. It's my pleasure to be here as well. Thank you. Thanks <laughs> yeah, for having me. Yeah, I was me. able to, to catch you guys back in May. Uh, you came through Seattle with Symphony X, and it was that was awesome. I think uh, Symphony X is, and Haken are probably both like top 10 bands for me. So that was like a perfect awesome. I was like, oh, this is amazing. Um, yeah, it was, it was such a, a fun tour. Yeah. Um, that the whole tour was just awesome, you know. Just, I mean, bo- you know, both both the bands getting, was... getting to hang getting to hang out with Michael Romeo every day and just sort yeah. of pretend you're not a little fanboy. You just be like, <laughs> oh hi, hi Mike, how's it going? How's it going? How you doing? <laughs> did, did he show you some stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah of course, yeah. And, uh, just, I actually, you know, um, one of my friends who's at the show is is good friends with Russell Allen, so I ended up on the Symphony X tour bus to like three in the morning after the yeah. show which was great mm-hmm. so i got to hang out with Michael Romer too it was awesome um but you yeah. got to do it for like what how long for a month or two you guys were on yeah 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 no, um yeah i hear that tour bus was um pretty it was really nice yeah pretty pretty um game gamery i hear that that's what there that was, i think there was like <laughs> i did see a couple of gaming systems man i think that was i think uh yeah he was telling me that he was like up until 5 a.m. most nights playing Resident oh, Evil Vi- Resident <laughs> Evil Village. And that now, was, <laughs> was their tour bus larger than yours, or did you have the same? I think it's. Uh, I think they're basically the same. Okay. Like every that um, was it. Like whatever that brand of tour yeah, bus yeah. is in the in the states is kind of the same. Because okay. they their one had that the kind of side bit that that kind of extended outwards yeah. sideways. So you got in the lounge, you had a lot more room. And, do you guys get tour buses every time now when you're touring around? Yeah. For yeah, the most part. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's the only way to do it really. Yeah, um, yeah. Back back yeah. in the day when you were when you were just starting out, was it was it more of like a you know, drive your car around situation? Yeah, okay. definitely. Like in Europe it started off like that. Okay. Um uh yeah, just getting a, a splitter van and driving it driving ourselves around. Yeah. Uh, and then you know you might be able to afford to pay someone to drive you, <laughs> you know, on the next tour along, and then you just kind of grow slowly and grow. work your way up. Yeah, yeah. And we did in the states. We kind of came over. We did the bandwagon a couple of tours. Um, those those are really like good, like good value for money, but they're like really bumpy. Yeah. Um. So I, you know, we just found it impossible to sleep in them, and it was just yeah. So we we go for the the sort of normal size one, and it's it's the best. Yeah, I love it. Does it all your all your stuff's there in one place? It's just keep awesome. Keep it all together. Yeah. yeah. Is yeah. it is it nice to be playing live again after the long? Break? Oh, I, yeah, totally. Yeah, it was it was almost as if you know during the the whole pandemic, is you were thinking, is it ever going to happen again? Yeah. You yeah. Know, at certain points, it was it was um, yeah. So getting back out and actually you know our first experience of back playing was doing uh cruise to the edge oh nice uh, which is like you know complete luxury right yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. like on a, on a cruise ship all the food you can imagine beautiful scenery and everything like that and it was that and it was like wow this is this is a real treat yeah. to be back to be back playing again and um yeah we got we did that and straight on to the symphony x tour and every day was like a blessing it was just like so happy to be out and doing it yeah did you notice the crowds being extra like energetic or enthused 
Yeah, I think so. I think it was it was the same feeling all round. You know, everyone's in the room for the same reason, right? They just like love live music, whether you're yeah. playing it or watching it. It's it's you just get that feeling, you know. Yeah, I kind of um, felt that too, even in the audience for that show. I was like, wow, there's like there's just a lot of energy there. Yeah, I mean that that was a great crowd. The Seattle crowd was awesome, and it was yeah. We we actually met in person. Yeah. On that day, which was a, which, yeah, it's, it's great to, so, um, you know, I've, I've watched your YouTube channel and yeah, here and there. And it's, faces. Yeah. So, like, well, you're, you're the guy, you're the guy from YouTube. Yeah. I'm the guy who does nerdy analysis. Of... <laughs> yeah. You, you're the guy that knows more about the song than we do. Yeah. I, I wonder, <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming you watched my video on the song. Yeah, man, it was. I learned a lot. Thank you. I I, I always wonder because I never really get to talk to the actual artists, at least not very often. Like, were you watching, being like, "Oh, this sounds right," or was there stuff where you're like, "Oh, that seems a little weird." No, it was. It was. It was kind of. um, It's just always great, right, to hear. You know, we kind of write this stuff in our own little bubble. Yeah, yeah. And you kind of put it out there, and it's like the fun is seeing what reaction it gets yeah. right good or bad it's like i don't care it's just yeah. uh it's just uh getting a reaction of any kind is, is gratifying and when someone like yourself going you know that extra mile and actually understanding the inner workings of the song it's just like yeah it's really cool to see yeah because yeah. i often wonder i know at least for myself when i'm writing music the process of of creating something and the way that I would think about something I write is probably different than someone who's like coming along after the fact and like reverse engineering it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So along those lines, like with a song like Carousel or anything with weird rhythms, when you're doing it live, do you have um, like a very specific, I'm assuming you guys are on a click. Mm-hmm. Um, are you, mm-hmm. do you have like a very specific click that you've made for the song? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, yeah, because you like a lot of the time you can't just have a constant quarter. Well, yeah, yeah. Through, so yeah, like, all the all every song is um, you know has a has a bunch of weird as as a, as a unique click track. Yeah. Um, so if if it's an if it's an odd time signature, does the click do like the sort of groupings that you guys are feeling, or is it doing more of like a fast, steady pulse to go with it? Uh, it's, or usually it's like, it's usually it's like a you know, if it's in seven, it'll be like one click. Yeah, yeah. If that's the group, but but it wouldn't be like. Well, yeah, you're not doing the full like. Yeah, Yeah. which I know, I know some bands do that. They have yeah have this kind of a constant sixteenth. It feels like that would get kind of grating on your ears. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, I don't know. Just like I think, just the way personally, the way I usually feel feel stuff is in a kind of half time pulse. Anyway, you know, it's like a. Uh, that's just the way I, I kind of settle into grooves usually. Like the the Meshuggah kind of thing, like feel the steady pulse and then just feel the kind of rhythms yeah, against it. Exactly, yeah. And yeah, and sometimes we'll uh you know, people we just have like one click track running. Yeah, yeah. Um so sometimes like people will, will you know, disagree about where the pulse should be. Yep, yep. <laughs> that's, that's quite fun sometimes. Where it's like um you just you know, you just have to go with um the consensus and then yeah just learn to live with it or just ignore it <laughs> i've come across that too in bands I, I, yeah i did hear that like Meshuggah have like multiple clicks running really for different um, people yeah, yeah. I, I suppose you could do that it seems like extra work but <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> it's just yeah. in that case, it's up for the person who who's not in the majority to figure out how to just hear it based off. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. And you know, it gets to the point where you can just, you know, it's just there as a kind of safety net almost. Yeah, exactly. Of, and um, I would imagine on guitar anyway, is like, unless it's places where you're playing by yourself, I mean, the drums are probably what you're listening to more anyway. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's just kind of cool for things like cues and yeah. Uh, now do you have, like do you get audio cues? Like, do you have your click say like chorus, you know, like have vote, like, uh, we, no, we don't have any, we're not really within the song, but yeah. at the start of the song, we, we have, um, someone counted off. This is Ray shouting. Okay. Count in. <laughs> in, <laughs> in yeah. various comical ways. Just oh, okay. Kind of, uh, kind of keep funny. us entertained. Yeah. It's funny. It's nice. Cause then you don't get yeah. the, like the audible, like click stick, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's cool. I always enjoyed like seeing bands where it's like you have that kind of silence. And, um, yeah, yeah, and then they just hit into it. Yeah, I think it's great, and, and of course with um, you know like programmed light shows and stuff like that, it's part and parcel of playing with a click. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting because like it, it, different kind of music. You know, if you go watch, I don't know, watch Guthrie Govan play or something, which I've seen him a couple of times. It's like, of course, they're all just like there's no click and everyone's just kind of playing but um, yeah i think for the kind of music you guys are doing it's like pretty necessary for a bit to be <laughs> all graded out um, yeah yeah and also i think like the, the reason we started doing it was like the things like festivals you know where we had very little you know very little or zero sound check and it just became a, a like well I, I can't hear the drums yeah um so if i've got a click and yeah. my guitar, I can do the show. And it was just like one of these kind of throw and go situations where you just don't have a sound check and you you just have to play the show anyway. Yeah. Even though you can't hear anyone else. <laughs> yeah. It's nice when you can get a, a good long sound check, but that's not always the case, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would imagine on a tour yeah. like with you did with Symphony X that you have plenty of time to set up and sound check and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, since then, uh, we kind of, we just, you know, we have our own in-ear mix and everything going on so so pretty much every show is the same so you have um, your own in-ear rig then that you're running yeah time. yeah i think what, what do we use the behringer x32 that's pretty common yeah rack rack version yep uh, and um yeah it's pretty i mean as, as long as everything is um patched correctly uh before the you know sound check it's, it's just the same every time except there, there was one show uh on the tour where we had a it was like a great you know we were just settling into the tour and did the sound check as usual and all that stuff and we, you know you go away and have some dinner and stuff and then we came back to play and uh yeah somewhere in the interim somebody had um, accidentally unpatched like all our kind of oh no <laughs> The 30 XLRs that we rely on, right? And then and instead of telling somebody, oh, I made a mistake, uh, I messed up, I unplugged shit, you know, they, they instead of doing that, they just kind left of just it. plugged it all back in, like, randomly. So it yeah, was, yeah. Uh, oh, no. So, so we played the first hit, and it was like, oh, my God. It's like, why... <laughs> Why is my guitar like really loud and only yeah, in my yeah. left ear? Like, <laughs> so yeah, that was like a rare yeah. moment where it was like something else intervened and messed us, messed it up. But do you guys all yeah. have control over your mixes individually? 
Or is yeah. that run from okay? Yeah, so you can you can do it on your phone, right? On your phone, the, yeah. That's how yeah. I've usually done it in the past too. Yeah. That way you don't have to rely on like yelling to the you know. It used to always be the EGL to the guy on the side of the stage. Like, yeah, and it was just yeah. yeah we, we did our fair share of that. You know, years of doing that. Yeah, yeah. Just like in the end, you just. You just think it's got to be a better way. <laughs> yeah. In general, I think, and this isn't just with playing live, like I've found that as much as I can control myself is is better, you know, because yeah, then yeah. like at least if there's something wrong, like I can blame myself um, as opposed exactly. to being yeah. out of my hands for the most part, you know. Yeah. And, and also you want to be as, you know, as easy as possible for yeah. for the venue and like the, you know, the other bands on the bill, right? We just want to be able to set up, play, and, and disappear. Yeah. Um, you know, and yeah. That's the idea. You know, it, it's <laughs> it'd be nice to just be able to, you know, it's so hard with everything going on to sometimes just focus on performing. But if you can yeah. get make the stuff around it, you know, work well so that you can do that, that's kind of obviously the ultimate goal. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, and we'd never really been a band that has like a a huge crew either or anything like yeah, that we yeah. always you know we just turn up you know we just you know um we were using like uh ax8s for many years that we're, we're using the quad cortex now so it's always like been a very stripped down thing you know, just like a very simple plug it in you're not carrying so, half stacks you know. around <laughs> no no we've never done that you know it's just even uh, back when you yeah. first started you're still... I think like the first couple of shows um, we played, uh, I had like you know we were sort of doing amps and all you know, and then yeah, yeah. and then like I remember like the XFX Ultra, yeah. I got one of those, and then it was like oh man, that was yeah. like <laughs> I don't have to lug an amp around anymore. And, and that was like the first time ever somebody after the show complimented me on my tone oh, wow. as well. So I thought, oh, well, yeah, this like, is oh, the way. Yeah, easy. This is the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. on the albums your album too um what are you using for guitar tones for the most part are you using live amps uh, or does it all uh yeah well my album um uh, it's kind of it's kind of easier to explain i suppose because yeah yeah i did i did most of it myself okay which was um yeah i mean obviously everything is recorded i used like the neural plugins okay uh, like the Gojira plugin was a, yep. I found that really kind of like inspiring to use. I think like a lot of riffs just came out just because of that plugin, right? It's just enjoyable tones. So that was your main rhythm tone was the uh, Gojira? Yeah. And uh, what else was I using? Like the Pliny one for the clean tones and stuff yep. like that. Just, just for kind of demoing and recording. Yeah, yeah. I, I just do it very basic like that, just straight into the, into the interface and yeah. And then um, did you, when you sent that out to get mixed, I'm assuming you didn't mix it probably. No, I did it. Uh, I, was, I did it with Nolly. Oh, he did Nolly. Um, okay. Um, so like he lives like a couple of hours away in, okay. um, from me. So it was, I was able to go to his place. Oh, nice. And we sat together and drank coffee mostly and go. did some mixing on the like, in between drinking coffee. I was actually going to ask um, you who mixed yeah. it. Mixed and mastered it because I was like, this sounds super good. <laughs> yeah, it's Nolly mixed Nolly, it, so and, and it was uh, Omin Hamidovich. Okay, did, did yep. the mastering. Yeah, that's um, uh, that's the crew there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the and duo, the, the last couple duo. of Haken albums were done by them as well, right? Yeah. Okay. 
yeah yeah and it was the same kind of process really it was just um myself and rich just you know getting uh, just recording guitar di's for everything yeah and then we would go to nollies and uh basically you know the way we did it for the last couple of haken albums were was he's got like 50 amps right in yeah, his yeah. house so like we we he picked 10 that he might be thought might be suitable and we reamped like a couple of sections with these 10 different uh, amps and then we kind of did a blind test where he played we just like listened back um you know think at the beginning i think like we i had my heart set on using the 5150 his his original block letter one i was like yeah. oh man i was like we gotta have that <laughs> and he was like he was like, oh man everyone uses that <laughs> on, like, every, like every mix he'd done leading up to that was that amp and he wanted i think he wanted to use something different so we did this blind test thing um yeah, ended up picking that amp <laughs> okay well, there you go. <laughs> there's a reason why yeah. Yeah. i feel like i always yeah. go for a yeah whatever it is i go for some version of a 5150 with rhythm tones myself so yeah 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 it's and then, hard to beat for the heavy stuff exactly yeah yeah I, you know at that point i didn't have one but i, I kind of got one in since then and on tiktalica nice i uh did the reamping myself with the 5150 and um yeah just like that and all the all the cabs are um the from the cali uh pack yeah yeah, yeah, yeah get good drums yeah i uh, actually i've been using that myself yeah. recently that's a good one yeah yeah so it's uh yeah and you know, nolly's so, done all the work so uh we don't have to yeah. Yeah, well there you go <laughs> i think especially for like the 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 heavier stuff like nolly's mixes just they sound so good <laughs> you know like they slam yeah really hard yeah yeah um makes yeah. all the riffs sound massive um so you pronounced the name of your album for me, which is perfect because I wasn't sure. How to yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm used to it. So I was actually wondering what what was the inspiration behind this whole theme of your album? Well, it's the inspiration is a fossil called a tiktalic, which is was discovered in like the mid two thousands up in Arctic Canada. And I just remember like reading, uh, reading this about this uh, in a magazine. Like I used to get this; it was like Earth magazine or something like that in the two thousands, like a geology magazine, right? Yeah, doesn't get more nerdy. <laughs> well, I mean, we're doing Prague, so <laughs> that's what yeah, exactly. Right. Lean into it. Yeah. I just had this. Yeah, you know, it was just, it was just about this kind of um, transitional fossil between fish and quadrupeds. Uh, and it was this guy from the University of Chicago who just kind of uh, he figured out the age of the rocks that such a thing should exist theoretically and w went to various places on the planet where this age of rock, like 375 million year old rock is, is uh, at the surface. And there's only a few places where that happens. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and they found this area in uh arctic canada where uh, i think after a couple of years they found it um, so uh, that just always inspired me that kind of idea of uh, he he knew it was there yeah. and he just didn't give up 
right? And then eventually they found it. And yeah. so, so that, like the human story behind it, okay. and also the the kind of, you know, the sort of uh, metaphorical spirit of this creature, uh, you know, leaving the water to, to step onto the land and then yeah. life flourished from there and so okay. forth. And it was just that whole thing. Um, I thought it was a great theme to write yeah, songs very, about. It's a very unique and original kind of theme for this, this type of album too. Um, yeah. And it's like something I, 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 I don't see a lot and enough of, right. <laughs> it's like that kind of thing. It's like, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. you always get like the, I mean, well, I mean, you know, especially when, like the power metal sort of realm, you get like big fantasy, like fantastical things and big long stories and, and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and you got, and Hagen's done that kind of stuff too in the past with, yeah. with like Aquarius, but, um, yeah. it's, yeah, it's a very, it's an interesting and, and unique sort of concept. Now, did you have the concept, was that first or did you? come up with that as you were doing the music yeah kind of i mean i guess it's kind of always been in the back of my mind that okay. that that's something i'm interested in and w would want to make into something one day but yeah when i started writing the music i, I wasn't necessarily thinking that's what it was going to be okay. i was just kind of uh playing around in logic right just uh, yeah yeah <laughs> uh, whiling away the evenings and coming up with riffs just for fun yeah and then it just grew and grew you know I, I started off just thinking oh I'll, I'll make a like a 20 minute piece of music and yeah. put it on back band camp or something just self-release yeah thing and then that 20 minutes i was like okay that's cool but then i started like working and, and expanding on certain sections of that 20 minute piece and then each section grew into its own song um and then eventually i had like this album yeah yeah i know how it is things uh, just, <laughs> I, I, I end up being the same way it's like I, I always tell myself i'm gonna write like a short song that ends up being like 10 minutes long because like yeah. i don't know i yeah. feel like if you come up with ideas like I, you kind of want to fully develop them as much as you can you know yeah and I, you know, I, I don't think i could do that right you know i don't think I, I couldn't sit down and just envisage this whole thing yeah in, in one go right it's just it's got to be a gradual exploration and yeah you have to um, kind of like once you yeah. get into it you can see where things might expand you know more yeah exactly yeah, it's interesting because i have quite a few friends who are like more classical composers um or you know video game that kind of stuff mm -hmm. and like i've talked with them about like how do you write a big long piece and some people will tell me that they could actually like envision the entire thing ahead of time you know all wow. all the twists yeah. and turns and like i just never have been able to do that it's like i have to come up with something first before I can yeah. see like where it's going to go, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I have to, I'm the same. I have to kind of, uh, yeah, come up with some stuff and I'll usually like listen to it back. Like go like, you know, make a, make a bounce and then yeah, put it on my phone and go for a walk and just kind of listen to it. And then, and that, that's when like more ideas will come like, yeah. Oh, I, I kind of think I heard a melody there or something. And then, then you get back home and, try and uh, make a record of, of those ideas and so you're yeah. when you're writing you're are you usually writing into logic or into a DAW? yeah into logic yeah okay. yeah so yeah, you're I'm actually like, like writing and recording riffs right off the bat yeah uh you know i'll, I'll do things like um just set up a uh just a hi-hat yeah. quarter, quarter note hi-hat 
and just like let it run and record like 10 minutes of just okay riffing around on the guitar with no to see what happens see know, what you just, like and yeah so you know and then yeah then you can go in and um yeah i do a lot of um like editing that as well so like uh you know you can be creative with with the wav uh, yeah, so, so you take they might... bits from one part and put it somewhere yeah. else. Like, so you think, oh, that's a cool little bit. I'll, yeah, you know, repeat that there. And what yeah. happens if I take that whole thing and displace it by a sixteenth note, yeah. or something like that? You know, it's just things like that where you can play around with the wav and yeah, um, uh, and then sort of create ideas that way, um, like chopping it up and whatnot. And then yeah, then um, it just all kind of flourishes from there really you know um, so are you are you typically writing from a riff first perspective yeah yeah i think so yeah <laughs> just, you gotta have i mean, I mean you, I just, metal, I, you gotta have riffs I mean, yeah i mean i just love riffs i think that's yeah. like a it's kind of like they're, they're like a kind of mystical thing where he's like i don't know if you can really like explain what a riff is yeah, I know. People do, <laughs> people do ask me, like, be like, well, I guess it's like a short phrase of notes, but I mean, yeah, it's more than that. It's more. It's it it's, be, it's got palm mutes. It's got palm mutes. <laughs> it's got to have chugs and palm mutes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there is like a, yeah, a mysticism around riffs that I, I enjoy. Yeah. You know, like listening back to, I don't know, like, um, like peace cells or something like that. Yeah. He's like, he's like, man. All, so much cool stuff on this like how where did that come from you know it's like and there's there seems to be no no there's no rules to it you can go anywhere you can start from any note and go to any note yeah and you know that's the beauty of metal you can yeah. it can go in any direction and i think that's for me anyway that's the beauty of prog metal even to a yeah. greater extent because you can go anywhere like stylistically too you know that's like, yeah yeah do, yeah you know? and then, yeah so i'm um, really think just um i very rarely think of anything like theoretically okay when i'm writing i'm just thinking okay well, what's what's it going to sound like if i go to this note yeah now <clears> af after the fact of doing that do you do you know like what's happening theoretically yeah i, I can yeah. go back and then you know I've, i'm just in the process of like transcribing the whole thing for a tab book yeah yeah um so yeah you gotta kind of uh figure it out know what key you're in what scale yeah. you're using you know yeah um, it's, it's, it's it's nothing's really that outlandish anyway no. it's just kind of like it's uh yeah yeah, yeah it, it it's interesting to talk to different you know very different musicians who are all very skilled and see like what they're kind of processes when it comes to theory because like there's some people who are crazy good but don't know anything you know like they couldn't tell you like what a chord is or whatever but then there's yeah. some people who, yeah. <laughs> who could like analyze it all right off the bat or even write with theory in mind and yeah it doesn't so really I, I, matter at the end of the day yeah. you know but, yeah that's why yeah you know, i can do it like the you know like transcribing stuff you know i do a lot of work for the guitar magazines yeah yeah <clears throat> which, i mean i have done for like 20 years or something it's like transcribing tracks or putting so, lessons together and uh this and that so i'm pretty good at like theory stuff yeah, but yeah. yeah it's just something I, i've never been able to use it as a composer 
you know, like a proper composer, like, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's like a complete blind spot for me. I don't know what, how they're doing that. It's a, it's a whole different world. Yeah. A good friend of mine is like a, you know, a really high up video game composer and like, I've hung out with a bunch of like video game composers at dinner or whatever. And like, it's just a whole different world. It's so alien yeah. to me. Like I really enjoy it and I wish I could do it better, but yeah, it's yeah. like a whole, a whole nother thing. I, I found for myself, like, um, my ear was never that great, at least to begin with. It's gotten better, but I, I used mm. often we use theory as a crutch, you know, because I, I was very comfortable with it. So yeah. I find my, I do mm. like write from a theory perspective sometimes, you know, if I just to like get myself out of a bind, if I'm like, Try to figure out what to do next but right yeah. Uh, yeah yeah it's there's no right or wrong way to write music it's just whatever works for for you yeah i mean sometimes i'm i'm sitting there like there was like one i remember in the in the song um in alluvium it was like one transition that just i couldn't couldn't get for yeah. ages and ages and ages and i just i just sat and really just played it was it was just like one chord I needed to unlock this yeah. transition, and yeah, rather than thinking oh, I could figure, you know, I, I had no idea how to figure it out. So I just through a process of elimination, I just played every <laughs> chord <laughs> I could think of in that little gap until I found the one that worked. And it was like, yeah, I guess that's what composers are good at. They can just think and, and pull well, that I chord mean, in. You know? I think it's a struggle for anybody. <laughs> You know, it's like people aren't writing symphonies in one day. I mean, it's like it takes months yeah. to, to like figure things yeah. out. Um, yeah. But that can yeah. be really frustrating because like if you have two pieces, if you have two things that you really like, but you're trying to connect them together, yeah. it's like that can be so frustrating because you're like, you don't want to yeah. be a really awkward transition. And, exactly. Yeah. That can be the, yeah, that take the longest time out of the whole thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Especially with Prague, I found that like transitions are some of the trickiest things to to handle you know yeah, yeah. If you're trying to like cram all this different stuff together yeah, yeah. So, so when yeah. it comes to riffing which i have to say the riffs on your album are awesome <laughs> I, yeah, I need to sit down and you. learn a few because there's some really there's some banging banging riffs in there um what are your what are your main riffing influences um i suppose um uh hmm I'm sure that's a big question. Yeah. yeah. I guess like uh, things like um a lot of a lot of kind of King Crimson is in there, I suppose. Okay. In terms of like the the rhythmic aspect of things. Um, yeah. Uh you know, so you can like uh, take an idea and then rather than repeat the same thing, you you chop a note off of it and then repeat that. Yeah. Um like King Crimson do, <laughs> and uh, uh, I guess you know Dimebag, of course. Okay. Um, that whole kind of grooviness, um, metal, yeah. And f sort of uh, Matthias Eklund. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's a name that doesn't get mentioned enough. No. Um, he's like brilliant. Right? As a you know, he's um, he's just such an inspiring person. And his whole approach to to music is that kind of he's got this kind of endless fountain of creativity, and uh, yeah, he's and he's very kind of aware of what he's doing rhythmically and 
scale wise and like using these these kind of uh indian phrasings and the conical and all that yeah yeah, yeah he's like a master of, well you know he, he would wouldn't call himself that but he's really good at it yeah yeah um yeah so like yeah i think it was like probably like 12 years ago a buddy of me went to um sweden to do his freak guitar camp oh nice uh, just um and it was i guess it was like five days of okay just like uh intense uh trying to keep up with matthias yeah <laughs> you know he's like at the front and not you you're just in a kind of class of people and and you've got um your, your, your tab of what the, the whole tab of each lesson uh for the whole week and you just kind of work through it and it was like lots of like cool rhythmic things and just approaches to how you can take an idea and expand upon it yeah and um and it was just that um that one experience that i i feel has been like a massive inspiration like going for, like being creative since then like it really unlocked a lot of stuff hmm. yeah cool. yeah so that's like one experience i can point to and say yeah that a lot of what i do today when i'm coming up with stuff i'm i kind of go back to sitting in that room like listening to matthias explain stuff and yeah he has such an really interesting helped. way of playing and writing it's very unique yeah yeah, I, yeah I, really I love like that he can yeah, i ahead. love free kitchen too yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great <laughs> i like it when a when a musician has like very much has their own side of identity you know has figured out yeah um it's like you can hear the influences but it's still you know they're doing it in a way that's their own sort of thing yeah i mean yeah he should he should be uh mentioned all the time yeah way. it's hard though talk about like, i think his music is you know it's pretty unique and different so it's yeah. like maybe not as accessible for a, a lot of people yeah yeah i don't know man i listen to freak kitchen it's all it's it's like pop songs yeah, yeah. With, with um you know cool riffs and yeah you know, like really unique solos with harmonics that uh, only he can uh, <laughs> retrieve from the fretboard somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do that. Yeah. Uh, so going back to your album, um, was the plan for there always to be vocals? Or did you have a thought in your mind that it might be instrumental at some point? Um, yeah, I think pretty soon after like writing. Um, yeah, I think from near the beginning, I, I thought there would be vocals. Yeah, because okay. I, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to be it to be about something. Yeah, um, and I, I enjoy writing lyrics. It kind of goes hand in hand with writing the music. You know, I'll, I'll kind yeah. of uh, often, you know, come up with like a, right, you know, like a, a phrase that will unlock something um, musically. You know, like the first, I remember like. Um, Arctic Cemetery. Um, that was, I just thought that was a cool sounding phrase in and of itself that, that kind of put me in a certain frame of mind. Um, and it just kind of like inspired some riff style of riff that came out um, and then wrote some words that fit, fit rhythmically and um, just kept working on the melodies and. Yeah, and all so all the vocals I, I kind of demoed out like a, a line at a time. Okay. Like 
singing badly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, just, you know, and using, um, you know, what do they call the tuning thing in Logic? Like, Melodyne? Uh, oh, well, uh, I flex I pitch, I think they call it. Flex pitch. I'm not sure what it is in Logic, but yeah. Uh, auto, so, yeah. Auto tune. <laughs> yeah, just sort of using that as well as a creative tool where yeah. I would kind of like record like vaguely the melody I was thinking of and I would use that to kind of get more accuracy and like and, and try experimenting with notes. So yeah. what if that note was a tone higher? This and that, you know. And with then, the harsh vocals, how did you demo that? Just uh, yeah, just going. Bleh. Okay. <laughs> or like fake. I, I I've done it in the past where you like do like a I don't know, like a half scream with with like speaking, you know. Yeah, but it really just like that, you know, just really, just badly, yeah. <laughs> but enough just to show the singer, yeah. you know. I, I didn't want to just go to like people like Tommy Rogers sang on that song. Yeah, I didn't want to just go to him and say, "Here's the lyrics." Like. Figure it out. <laughs> you make a melody you know that's because that's not that's not writing the song you know that's no, uh, um, no it's that's... i think it's sometimes with with metal it can feel like the vocals are tacked on you know at the end be like yeah. here's the music and all the riffs and it's like yeah we got to put some vocals on the top of it yeah yeah which yeah i can always see when that's happened and i i, I it just makes for an unmemorable song for me you know so i want it to be you know the the vocal is the hook right that's yeah. you need the chorus and uh you know i'm kind of not satisfied until it's something that i want to sing along to myself you know um, did you have did you have specific vocalists in mind when you were doing these songs uh yeah i, I kind of thought tommy would be perfect for that one and you know it's just the thing like oh, he's sort of like i hope he says yes yeah. <laughs> you know because otherwise i left, might have to rethink it right <laughs> so yeah so i thought he'd be perfect for that song and um uh yeah daniel de young i've always um like loved his voice like so he was he's known for being in textures but he was in a band before that called silice okay um which were and he had this kind of I just remember finding him on YouTube once, and or maybe MySpace, <laughs> something like that. And I uh, just uh, his voice just was just really aggressive, but had that kind of soulfulness to it. Whereas like he he could do like this really aggressive screams, but he had this kind of he could sing like a, a blue scale really well yeah. as well, right? <laughs> so and that was just it was just always kind of thought about using like writing something for his voice would be pretty cool um so yeah look he he was on crawl walk run yep which is has that kind of exactly that like brutal screaming yeah that's one of my favorites in the, in the in the verses and in the chorus is this kind of blue scale uh kind of soulful kind of sounding thing yeah which um yeah, all the all the guys just blew me away, you know, with far exceeded my expectations of how how the songs were going to sound. It was, it's always fun to send your music yeah. off, you know, as like your whatever yeah. your your demoed like vocals, and then get it back with like someone who's actually good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh man, yeah. That moment is like opening a Christmas present, right? It's just uh, yeah, and it was it was so easy working with those guys, like. Um, those two guys and, and Vladimir Lalish. He's this um, 
just like a friend we've met on on tour and um uh he he plays with david maxim um okay. he sings with him i should say uh yeah so we've kind of crossed paths here and there and he's got this kind of uh really cool uh kind of operatic uh almost like he's you he can do like the operatic stuff and then he's got this kind of mic patterny insanity that he can yeah, do yeah. as well uh, um, so he's on a couple of tracks and yeah and it was like it was they did a great job of recording themselves in their home studios and they they sent me all the tracks and it was just really simply dropping them in my project and everything lined up and sounded perfect yeah, it was like it's like oh, great i don't have to they do did the editing themselves <laughs> yeah yeah nice. it was uh yeah it was all clean and didn't i didn't have to touch anything it was it was the best yeah yeah it's it's nice these days everyone's got you know it seems like anyone who knows what they're doing has a decent home studio and like you know it's like you get professional sounding stuff like right off the bat you don't have to edit it and it's like yeah i mean it's wonderful yeah, yeah. so who did, who did bass and drums for uh, so, so i played bass you play bass okay on it um it was just like a uh and drums is this guy darby todd okay. he's just like a uh, he's a pretty well-known uh, uk session drummer oh, okay um he's done like so thing i've made like more recently he's been playing with devin on oh okay uh, on tour and um he played on devin's latest album um but um yeah so he's he's getting he's getting the recognition that he's, he deserves because he's awesome yeah it know? sounds great yeah so it's the same thing i send him tracks and like um some like my demoed drums included and he you know i told him you can either do what i programmed or you can just uh do whatever you want and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he did a bit of both nice. it's great so I, I wanted that kind of um the, the sort of sound i had in my head was sean reiner playing like on the like cynic and and death album humor yeah. that kind of you know it's it's metal but it's got that kind of finesse you know it's got that kind of it's like a fusion player the fusion vibe to it yeah like improvising through a death metal song kind of thing right and it was uh so i wanted that and he's you know he was um darby's the man for that and um yeah and a lot of the times so he would like improvise um you know i think really like it, the, the turnaround was like super quick so i'd i'd, I'd sent him one song at a time and he would have it back to me um like complete edited drum tracks like within 24 hours wow and, um, okay and uh yeah it's super quick and just like you know, that was i think you can hear that on the record it's kind of a lot a lot of it's off the cuff yeah kind of drumming um so then i i, I wanted to preserve that so if, it, if there was ever a case of oh uh, like he, he kind of hit that a 16th note after the riff yeah. I, that I wrote, you know, whatever. I would just change the riff. Okay. To, to fit the drums, you know, because yeah. it was, I wanted to preserve his kind of, um, that kind of off the cuff style. You know? So he did the editing for you too. Yeah, man. Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, um, you know, as, I mean, as far as, you know, I mean, he, he plays pretty much tight anyway. So yeah, there's only yeah, a few sure. places where like he, like, I think he moved 
things some kick drums here and there like, but um but as far as like editing you know like nolly did a lot of the kind of okay. like clean cleaning up the tom tracks and all that stuff yeah yeah, yeah. i just meant like the performance part of it because like yeah editing drums is <laughs> such a pain <laughs> yeah like yeah. if you have to go through like from scratch and like you know get all the takes and quantize everything but yeah yeah no it was, it was just really like darby just kind of uh i think he you know probably did something like three or four takes per song yeah yeah and then he he just picked his favorite section yeah yeah and so yeah he, well i was presented with like finished a finished performance you know and on yeah. each track so it's so when you sent it out for drums did you uh just do like demo guitars or did you actually record like you know more um, guitars first i think uh, probably a mixture probably a mixture yeah i think it was um i think at that point i'd probably finished all the sort of rip like the rhythm guitar tracks um so they they kind of didn't have to move you know, yeah or, <laughs> or anything so because it seems like back in the day you'd always be like well you got to do the drums first and then you gotta do the bass and you can do guitars but yeah but yeah we learned with, with like haken like the last you know, like last couple of albums we did we did it drums last no oh, interesting and um, you just avoid it not for any reason other than the, the that's the how it just worked the scheduling worked out right yeah. it's just like you know we couldn't book the drum studio until a certain time and yeah but you know there's no point waiting for that when you can just get everything get all the guitars done right yeah. and then you know it's, it's like everything's on a grid and you know what it's going to sound like in the end so there's no reason exactly. you can't record yeah. out of order yeah and the good thing with ray as well he he'll kind of prepare uh everything he's going to record he'll he'll program it yeah oh, okay first so like we, we know exactly what he's going to play nice like he, he does he program out like bills and stuff uh, yeah i think on the whole okay. yeah you're, you're, Interesting. yeah you're, and then he'll he'll pra- he'll practice that and uh yeah that's funny because yeah. i i've been doing a similar thing recently with, with i have some songs i'm working on now but uh, lately i've been doing these fully virtual mock-ups including guitar like just so i don't have to learn this stuff right away just so i can hear yeah. what it sounds like so i'll be like i'll program the guitars and bass and all the synths oh yeah yeah it's interesting so, it's been so kind of fun doing, like, how are you doing guitar programming uh, i have a, a vst called shreddage 2 Oh yeah, it's by Impact yeah. Soundworks, and like you can do sure. palm mutes. Like it does take a little bit extra work, you know. You can do the, but you, it's got palm mutes, and like yeah. some of the inflections, like slides and stuff, don't come through. And the lead guitars are like whatever. But like at yeah. least for myself, I can hear it performed perfectly, you know. Before yeah, that's cool. To like yeah. sit down and like you know. Yeah, that's that's one I've heard of shreddage. Yeah, that's. Um, I, I feel like there there should be more guitar. I think there's, like yeah, virtual that's the guitar best one plugins. I've come for like heavy stuff, but because um, I guess like bass is like relatively easy to recreate because like, there's a bunch of virtual bass plugins nowadays, right? Yeah, I've been using a uh, Umansky bass by the Ermans company, Submission Audio. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, that's oh, that's kind of my go-to. Sounds so good. It's great. Yeah. It almost makes me like not want to rec- like because I have a bass and I, I play bass on my songs, but I'm like sometimes I'm like yeah. well, maybe I just won't play bass because it's too yeah. much work to. Have to- yeah yeah that one just really just sounds good in the mix yeah especially for like the heavy stuff just off the bat uh yeah lately i've just you know been um enjoying we've seen like the yeah jens bogren one knob oh yeah amps 
Yeah, yeah. I haven't tried those out yet, but but uh, yeah, man, you should. The guitar okay. one, so it's like a, the, a, I guess a dual rectifier. Okay. Um, man, this is, I think it's probably the most satisfying guitar plugin I've tried so far. Really? So, yeah. I'll have to like, check it out. Because like, I don't yeah, really the, like flipping knobs too much, so that sounds right up my alley. Perfect. Yeah, you know, and it's it's just got one knob which is game, and uh, he's 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 got he's got like a little kind of scratch on it on the. Okay. like this is the sweet spot so of course yeah, you, yeah, just, yeah. you just leave it there anyway like, <laughs> like, you could just have no knob and it would <laughs> you know, it would be just as good yeah <laughs> which so, uh yeah so that kind of brings us up to date really with like we're just, go. We're what, just, what's, um, um, are you using the same like guitar tunings that you guys use in haken too for your solo stuff no uh well haken is all eight string okay um kind of stuff so we kind of like everything is kind of written with with that in mind i guess um but for the tiktalica stuff it's all it's all six string oh really all six um, string okay um yeah six string and drop d okay is really? the whole thing okay um yeah i just i guess i wanted to just do something different yeah like, yeah the, don't have um, like the super low tune stuff yeah, and just have a yeah. I guess I was going for a more sort of classic metal sound. Um, yeah. Well, there's a lot more kind of like faster, thrashy riffs on your album, so yeah, those don't always work as well if you're, if you're super low tuned. Anyway. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You know, I'm always sort of blown away with you know e, e standard albums, right? You know, like the the classic thrashier. Yeah, that stuff can and, still sound super heavy, like. It exactly. doesn't have yeah, to that's... be low to be heavy. Exactly. That's what I wanted to try and tap into, that kind of, wow. you know, to, to like come up with heavy stuff that isn't just heavy because it's low. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's actually got some substance to it. It's uh, more more of that ilk. Uh, well, I don't feel I did, like, uh, like in Haken that you guys use the low eight string, like abuse the low eight string that much. No, nah, no. Nah, we, we, we just kind of use it as like an you know um you know the, the real reason we like i mean i we i started using eight string on everything with haken was just because um it, it kind of it meant you didn't have to bring <laughs> different guitars oh know? yeah if, that's like, true. if like you don't, you don't have to have three different guitars for three different tunings yeah um and also i couldn't afford to have three guitars if you know i just i, I could only have one decent guitar right yeah um so it was um might, might as well have one that's got all the notes on it and use that <laughs> you know <laughs> what's what's your eight string tuning for um i can't i think I, I was um i think lately i've just sort of settled on just like standard tuning but okay. with a, 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 a droppy okay. on, the, on the thickest string yeah so you get like an <clears> octave lower than yeah i think I've, I've kind of settled on that i was kind of flipping between f sharp and e for a little while but um i just got just bored of uh retuning that string all the yeah. time <laughs> just i'm just going to learn it in e and then yeah, yeah uh, i've got uh done. my two low strings are e and a on the eight string so it's basically like the low two strings of a six string guitar and octave down oh yeah but, cool so you can play yeah, metallica so. riffs in octave lower <laughs> Uh, yeah, and that's kind of it's kind of 
cool to visualize as well, right? Yeah. So you can, it makes it hard to do like lead stuff, but I never do lead stuff on the low strings on an A string anyway. So nah, me either. Me either. I don't know, no. I'm not doing like A string sweeps or anything. I mean, I'm just... <laughs> about that. Um, along with the A string, it feels like Haken, at least especially with the last couple albums, has has morphed into being heavier over time. Was that like yeah. something that you guys did intentionally, or did it just kind of happen naturally? Um, I think it, it, it was kind of kind of partly intentional in that um, we we were those two albums. The vector of virus thing, which uh, was a concept we came we came up with like way before um, uh, anyone thought a pandemic could be a reality. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, it's it's a fitting name for the year you yeah. released it. Though. Yeah, uh, yeah. So we just had this uh, this kind of idea of doing a double album, um, but you know, like or two albums, which kind of works a double or album, one, you know, yeah. but 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 just recorded in different years. Um, so it was just that, you know, like the vector one was just like a heavier stuff. Yeah. And uh, I guess we just felt that we wanted to continue the the same vibe and the same sound, you know, so you could li listen to the the two pieces as one complete, yeah. like big concept album. So it was, yeah. it was just kind of part and parcel of it being like a, a two part thing. It's like we just wanted to be consistent with the sound. And um, that kind of heaviness, but uh, but now we've like we've just finished um, the next taken album, next one, yeah. Which, uh, which um, I don't know, it's, pro it's probably not as heavy. Okay. Yeah. You know, but I, I like that there's the heaviness element to it. Like I think it's an extra, yeah. you know, level of of intensity. Um, but yeah. it still sounds like you guys, even if it's heavier. You know, you have a a, a distinctive sound to your set, to your style. Um, have you noticed people like some people being like, I really like the older stuff versus like, like the newer yeah, stuff? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. 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 You know, people don't hesitate in telling you that either. <laughs> yeah. Like they tell you that you're... person, that's the real. Question. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They'll really? tell you, okay. what, what you what their favorite one is and what, what which one I hate. <laughs> which, <laughs> which, yeah, I don't know. It's all good, man. Right. I know. It doesn't, it, bother it's, me. it doesn't bother me. You have to kind of get used to that because it's like, you know, you put so much of your energy into music and then it's yeah. like, obviously some people are just going to be like, well, that sucks. <laughs> and you're like, eh. yeah, I guess, yeah. It is what it's, it is. It's fine. It's fine. Well, I'm going to tell you which ones I, you know, I, <laughs> yeah. I love all your albums. Uh, the Mountain was the first one I listened to. So I think that's probably still my favorite, just for, maybe for like nostalgia reasons. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I actually think Virus is probably my second favorite second or third so okay okay yeah it doesn't really matter to me the heaviness part of it <laughs> it's just like is it is it good actually do you yeah. remember well i mean virus came out in, in 2020 so it was like when it came out that summer you know i was still locked in whatever i couldn't go do a lot of stuff so mm -hmm. i just remember taking walks through the park around my house and blasting that so there's some good uh memories involved with that not with being 2020 yeah. but having music like help me through yeah. the pandemic sort of exactly yeah 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 that's cool man you know every, every album's like a, a moment in time right and it's just like yeah. that's what that's what you're into writing at that point right so yeah. it's like uh, you got to I mean, do what you want to do at the time yeah. you know if, if you're trying to write because you think that's what people are going to enjoy yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think if you if you're doing that and then someone says they hate it, 
but then you'd be upset yeah right (laughs) yeah exactly because then you're trying oh no yeah like oh i failed then right but if you're just writing you know you're just sort of making a piece of art and putting it out there if you and someone someone doesn't like it it's like fine i like it if you have hardcore fans it's like they'll you know that sometimes can be the worst thing because they expect something from you you know it's like yeah well that one doesn't sound like the last one that i really liked so yeah yeah i get the impression like they're almost trying to uh you know steer you as well yeah like, yeah it's like why why are you telling me this like <laughs> so like the next time i write music it will be something else yeah, yeah it doesn't work like that well i enjoy that all all of haken's <laughs> albums are a little bit different because then i don't know exactly what i'm gonna get like i know it's gonna sound there's gonna be like a core sound but um, yeah, it's nice to go into it and be like oh hey i'll be a little surprised you know yeah, I mean, it, it, I always think of it like like watching a Steven Spielberg movie, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like every, you know, Jaws is <laughs> nothing like Indiana Jones. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, it'd be it, good, it, but it, it'll be different. <laughs> yeah, and it's got his style. You know, it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. You're always going to enjoy a Spielberg movie, but uh, yeah, it'd be weird if he just uh, every movie was a shark movie. <laughs> <laughs> We don't need any more shark movies. It's, Jaws is good enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, he's like, yeah, like in the artist himself, you know, it's like, you know, like, and it's like, what came before will will kind of affect where you're going to go in the future as well. So it's, yeah. you know, after doing a couple of heavy albums or heavier album, you know, heavier kind of stuff for us. Yeah. Um, you know, we the next thing we do is not going to be like that. It's going to. Yeah. We were like, oh, we're bored with that now. Let's try. Yeah. So, what's as a final thing here? Yes. What's on the horizon for you in the future here, like the near future? Anyway. Uh. Well, I mean, right now we're just kind of finishing off. Um. Like Jens Bogren is just finishing off the mix and the okay, mastering. So you're that far along already. Okay. Of, of the of that album, the latest one. Um. Um, so yeah, I think we're just sort of uh, we'll be gearing up the kind of promo for that. Okay. And I work, we're just kind of working out what the release schedule is going to be. Yeah, yeah. With the label, you know, you know, they they kind of dictate when it's going to come out. And, I'm assuming sometime yeah. next year, probably. Yeah, yeah. It's like, um, you know, like the thing. It used to be like a, a sort of three month lead time. Uh, you'd have to kind of deliver yeah now that's now that's turned into six months because of um you know you have that's you know f- purely for a practical reason of like that's when they have to make the vinyl order yeah you know you know and uh you probably have to shoot puts, videos and you know yeah. all that kind of stuff and but it, and, yeah but everything seems to be like around the the vinyl production you know oh, they've, really got, they've got to put in now yeah um for having them ready for six months time right kind of thing so it's, it's kind of that is dictating yeah. everything um so yeah it'll be kind of around that cool and, uh, and you guys are headed out on tour in the spring right yeah uh, yeah um with with um bt bam and ourselves oh, nice. that's a good one, uh in in europe okay. around europe which we haven't done you know since um uh, before the the dark times <laughs> yeah yeah um so that's going to be a, a trip, you know, like it's going to be great. 
have you, just like, have you has taken toured with bt bam yeah yeah we did okay. like uh like years like a long time ago like 2014 or something like that okay. we that's just did a, a bill sh- that uh, that's a top tier bill there yeah um, i mean i mean you, it's you, so you awesome. gotta bring it bring it's it over just, here <laughs> Oh yeah, no, uh, I'd love to. <laughs> love yeah. to. You guys just stay here. You can wait a minute. That's fine. Uh, it's just like um, you know, if we could, we probably would. But it's just like it's just so rare for these, uh, you know, two bands' schedules to be able to line up. Yeah, you know, so you know, it, it was just kind of put on the table for this Haken BT Bam tour, and it's like, yeah, we grabbed it. It's like, yeah, man. Nice. They're, they're awesome people, right? They're just so much, you know, they're just chilled guys and yeah, um, a great band, man. Man, yeah, incredible band. Another yeah. one of my favorites for sure. Yeah, anyway, yeah, great. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I... No, their, their last few albums I've loved as well, just from they, they just, yeah, they're kind of annoyingly creative. And um, it's always it's so, just... so different and unique in their stuff, too, yeah. Yeah. And I always love like the the concepts that you know that they come up with and yeah. the lyrics are always really cool. Like, just as songs, it just all works. Love it. Yeah. Well, the next time you're back uh, in the Seattle area, we'll uh, make sure to get together. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like we're kind of planning on coming back around the same time of year as, okay. as we did did this year. Nice. Um, that's that's in the works you know mm. these, these things man like it's like you get you don't know shown, you get shown a bunch of dates like yeah eight months in advance and you're like yeah i'm available and then yeah the, you know the agents and whoever uh make it happen right so yeah yeah <laughs> cool well thank you so much for for chatting with me today it's been a it's been a man, pleasure i could go on forever yeah i know <laughs> talk about music forever but I'm yeah. sure you've got a you've got things you got to do, eat dinner or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I've got to uh, yeah. go take care of my children at some point here. So, yeah, <laughs> anyway. lucky them. Lucky yeah, them. Lucky them. <laughs> well, sometimes maybe <laughs> well, they get to have a dad as a musician as a dad. Um, yeah. Anyway. So uh, yeah, I guess if for anyone out there, if you haven't checked out Haken or Charlie's solo album, go do that right away. It's Tiktalika. Tiktolica, yeah, sorry. I'll say it I wasn't even going to try to say it because I couldn't remember. <laughs> Tiktolica, yeah. Uh, it's it's really good. I've I've been I've been really enjoying it. So if, if you're you, a mate. fan of of Charlie's work in Haken, I think you'd really enjoy it. So go check it out. Um and yeah, thanks. Appreciate for it, man. Thanks for your time, man. Yeah.